disco, disco. Oh man, I have no rhythm. I got white boy rhythm. It sucks. All right. No, no. Still dirty. Who puts their prints all over the glasses when I'm not using them? It's not me. I just put them back. Could it be my son, my daughter? Who knows? Who knows who's down here when I'm not down here? Hope the uh, lights are not disturbing in the background. Boy, what a day. Today was a nutty day. It is a nutty day. I'm not going to get into why it's a nutty day, but it's a nutty day today. Yesterday was a nutty night. Nutty day and a nutty night. I don't even feel like doing this right now. I really don't. I was going to do the Lodi show right now because I missed on Wednesday. Wednesday is supposed to be the new Lodi show day. Whatever. Streaming Evil Live day. I missed it because there was just so much going on that I was so distracted. I couldn't, I couldn't think. I could not think of going live yesterday. I wanted to. It didn't happen. I was going to do it again. My daughter starts crying. My daughter won't go to sleep. This is not a... It's not a me B-I-T-C-H-ing situation. But, you know, freaking annoying. I don't know how much time I have right now. I might not have a lot of time at all. I'm going to try and do my best. That's what I'm going to do. So. Uh, so, oh, so everybody. So I'm a, I'm a huge Nicolas Cage fan. I love Cage. I could talk about him endlessly. I could talk about Nicolas Cage. I could scrutinize over the nuances of Nicolas Cage and his performances the way that I scrutinize over the Misfits, Sam Hain, Danzig, Glenn Danzig, Uncle Jerry, Jerry only, all the rest. Um, And so uh, I figured I'd uh, start wading into those waters a little bit, a little bit more than I have been. That's what I'm doing now. Um... I'm on a quest to see every single Nicolas Cage film at least once. Even if Nicolas Cage only appears for five minutes. Hi, Sharp Canines. How you doing? How is your day going? My day? It's okay. A little frustrating. Uh, I'm seeing... Who's calling me right now? Oh, now Adam's calling me? I can't talk, Adam. Adam, I'm, I'm live on... He'll have to wait. You know what? It actually might be about Bitcoin. I will. Oh, God. Stream. Oh, my God. Uh, Sharp, if you are a fan. Oh, Sharp, let me show you this real quick. I wasn't going to go here, but let me just show you this. I got to interview the Cheddar Goblin. You know who the Cheddar Goblin is from Mandy? Remember that? I actually interviewed him. Asked him what it was like working with Nicolas Cage. It was pretty great. It was an honor to interview him. This uh no, let's see here. I'm gonna find it for you right now. Hold on, let's see. Cheddar Goblin interview. See if I can pull it up. Oh, something went wrong. Something went wrong. Like this is already a bad episode of my show. I'm so sorry. Here it is. Check this out. So I interviewed the Cheddar Gate. I it, I interviewed the Cheddar Goblin uh, a couple of years back. He is a fascinating character. Fascinating character. Let me see if I can. Yes, he is. 
He is green. He is green and short. What's going on, Rue? How you doing? Ooh. They are suspend. Who is suspending? Jesus Christ. Jeepus Crasp. What is going on right now? Here we go. Here it is. Ready? Oh, geez. Hold on. Let's stop sharing the screen for a minute. Share screen. Uh, Chrome tab. Cheddar Goblin entry. Share audio. Here we go. This is me and the Cheddar Goblin. Let's see if you can hear that. Let me know if you can't hear that. <sighs> There's Eric with his wow comment. <laughs> this guy says wow. You know, I don't work in a team. I work alone. I wish that I worked in a team. I don't have anybody to work with. I hate Mondays. I don't want anything to do with Mondays. There's Eric with his wow comment. He loves doing that. He loves just saying wow. I don't get it. All right, here it is. This is me talking to the. That's great. That's great. Um, Can so you hear him? What does it take to get like, you know, into a role like this? How do you become? I know, I know you are, are like. A, are you like? Kind of Can you hear that? Can you hear the Cheddar Goblin? Goblin to begin with. <laughs> wow. wow, wow, that is uh, that's he's such a he's such a devil that sounds like a lot um what made you so what made you want to become an actor in the first place so did you get to meet nicholas cage while you were working on the movie Wow, that is really cool. Well, listen, I just, I just want to thank, thank you so much for, you know, double audio. And um, it's an, it's an honor to talk to you. To you and um, yeah, man, I uh, can't wait to see what you do next. So thanks. All right. Peace. So there's this company called Legion M that is involved with the making of Mandy. They're like the part, one of the company's production, I guess they're. Enough of that. That's great. That's great. Enough of that. If you want to watch the full interview, you can do that here. Sorry, this is such a bad episode. Like such a bad start to the episode. I'm going to be going live again. Hey, Rue, we're doing the show tonight. Uh, Lodi is going to. I'm going to. I'm going to do Lodi tonight. I got a Lodi episode. That's where you can reach that. This is so exciting. I know all about this. <laughs> um. All right, listen, I'm going to focus now, guys. I'm just so distracted by so many things. Really, really frustrating. Frustrating. Ugh. Okay. You know what? Pouring myself into the art. The art of the show. Um, so, yeah, I love Nicolas Cage. Yes, I loved Mandy. I thought it was great. Saw it twice in the theater. Um, I, I usually don't see movies twice in the theater. I'm not, not about that life. But um, I found this article by my friend's company, whatever. I don't know. It's a website. Council of Zoom. 
we did a whole thing about the Wicker Man. Uh, Wicker Man is sort of taking on the remake. There's there's two Wicker Men. Who doesn't know the story about the Wicker Man? Wicker Man. It's um, it was directed by Robin Hardy, Handy Hardy, in 1973. Uh, I believe it's based on a book. Um, it's pagan horror, I guess. Uh, it, it it spoilers spoilers for the Wicker Man. If you're not familiar, turn this off right now. If you don't know about the Wicker Man, if you do. Keep coming. Keep stay here. Stay with me. Um, so God, sucking today. Uh, the Wicker Man uh, basically is a culmination of the final, the final scene. Right? Sharp Canine says Wicker Man was such a creepy film. Yeah, it was. It is. It's a nefarious film. Something sinister uh, lying underneath the surface. And uh, basically, the thing about Wicker Man is it's all about the payoff, right? Like, it's a, it's a slow burn. I think it's the, the definition of slow burn, right? It's just slowly burning, slowly burning until we get this grand reveal at the end that, you know, our main character, this cop, this bumble in the first one, he's kind of, not a bumbling cop. He's like a, a foolish cop, a super, super devout uh, or detective, maybe. He's a super devout um, Christian who uh, is just uh, sort of crumping at um, a bunch of uh, pagans on an island looking for a missing person. And as it turns out, he ends up being the sacrifice. He's, he's a sacrifice and he's burned inside a giant wicker man. He is, in fact, the wicker man. He doesn't even know it. By the way, this is a Nicolas Cage enamel pin that I got from the Mandy promotion because I did a heavily – you should check out my Mandy episode. It's great. I did a whole episode about Mandy. Uh, on my channel. So there's Nick right there, covered in blood. One of my most favorite things in the world, this pin. Um, Sharp asks, uh, was Ellen Bernstein the head the head witches? Yes, Ellen Bernstein's in the remake. I believe the remake is actually produced by Nicolas Cage's production company. In any case, I found this article that talks about the remake. Irma <laughs> Gerd, Nicolas Cage put that on a shirt. I found this article and I just thought it was uh thought it'd be fun to look at. Let's take a look at this article and we'll talk about it and talk about Nicolas Cage and the Wicker Man and stuff. I haven't watched the remake in forever. Um Rue, that is actually Rue says that's a cool Wicker Man pin, but it's not. It's not a Wicker Man pin. It's uh this is from Mandy. This is this is this is from Mandy. It's not from the Wicker Man. That was some merch that Legion M was using to pr uh uh promote the movie. Whatever. In any case. <sighs> so Nicolas Cage did a remake. I believe that 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 was it Phoenix Films, his uh, Nicolas Cage's production company actually produced the remake as well. And it's an update. And Nicolas Cage is is looking for his daughter. He's not just looking for he's not just looking for a little girl, but I believe it's his daughter. He had a thing with a, this woman. She turns out to be a pagan, goes to the island, yada, yada, yada. Let's just read what Marcus, Marcos Cotus wrote here. And if you want to follow along with me, I'm going to put the link to the article in the comments right there. There you go. Boom. Ooh, shakalaka. It's right there. So let's begin, shall we? Of Christianity, PTSD, the patriarchy, and the bees. A tale of two wicker men. Now, mind you, I again I've not read this. I don't know, I don't know what they're gonna say there. I may or may not agree with it. Um, but I thought, hey, what a nice chance to sort of look at the wicker man. Uh again, haven't seen it in many, many years. 
it's sort of become uh, a joke, the butt of many jokes. People consider it to be one of the worst remakes of all time. Um, the, the most famous, iconic thing, probably just as famous as The Wicker Man itself, the original film, uh, of which got its own sequel called The Wicker Tree, which I find to be the best of, of the three. Out of The Wicker Man remake, out of The Wicker Man and The Wicker Tree, I think The Wicker Tree is the best one. Um, yes, I, I, Rue, I agree, man. I love Mandy. I, a lot of people think Mandy sucks or is overhyped or whatever. I think they're all wrong. I don't think they get what's going on. And yes, there's a lot of character present in Mandy. Uh, people just don't realize it, you know? Um, so let's take a look. Let's let's read what, what's written here. One of the best possible outcomes in my line of work is to have my initial assessment of the topic in question challenged and overturned. I never expected this to come from 2006's The Wicker Man, but here we are. Through uh, Though far from perfect, quite, quite, quite far, the film is much more than I remembered, and indeed, much more than reviewers at the time thought it was. In order to understand why this Nicolas Cage vehicle was described as a garbage truck on fire, though, we must first acknowledge its incredible, important heritage. Won't you join me on a trip to Summer Isle? Is that my daughter? She's going to wake up at some point. Ugh. She didn't sleep today. She didn't have her nap. And when she doesn't have her nap, she gets super cranky. It's like the worst. I, I, God, children, man. So here we go. This is the Wicker Man in question right here. You can see on, on, the, on the shared screen. There is that Wicker Man set on fire. I believe that's from the original. Yeah, it is. Looking back at what made 1973's Wicker Man terrifying, it helps to put the film in its appropriate cultural and chronological context. December of the year saw this film and The Exorcist released within a week of each other. And this is no coincidence. Ritual, the novel upon Wicker Man is based, revolves around the same themes of Christianity and Puritanism, sacrificial rituals, and sexual seduction as the film which followed it. The Exorcist, also based on a novel of the same name, deals with the horrors of succumbing to the devil himself and how those who are of strong faith are able to overcome him. Both pieces are very much of their time. Great, Bit Brit Great Britain and America were reeling from the flower power movement of the groovy 60s and the pendulum was swinging in the other way, hard. Accompanied by a wave of economic hardship, the oil crisis and the Vietnam conflict, people's religion played a huge role in helping them to cope with conditions which were frankly quite brutal. The right place at the right time. And mind you, we have Ellen Bernstein is in both The Exorcist. She plays the actress mom. And she's also in the Wicker Man remake. So there's that connection as well. The right place at the right time. That is the best way to describe Great Britain, how it became the perfect breeding ground for the Wicker Man. The film quite clearly outlined the dangers of falling into the hands of a crazy ritualistic cult. And Scotland, very much a religious nation, even more so that back then, made for the perfect setting. Poor Sergeant Howie. That's right. Played by the amazing Edward... Edward Woodward, say that a hundred times, Edward Woodward, Edward Woodward, never stood a chance against Lord Summer Isles, played by Christopher Lee, minions, who Christopher Lee took on this role for free. He did not get paid to be in The Wicker Man, but he loved it so much. He's even in the sequel, briefly, for a moment. The sequels are 40 minutes apart. Sharp says, I don't think I saw the original. The Exorcist scared me so bad I didn't watch scary movies for a decade, for decades. I was a teenager in 1973. How about that? Um, 
quite a few of the people involved in the making of this film think, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, what did I miss here? So it's saying that poor Sergeant never stood a chance against Lord Summer Isle's minions, poisonous mix of sexual seduction, spells, and trickery. Despite his devoutness, beliefs, and acts of chastity, the Wicker Man is also a very interesting take on the dangers of not abiding by the rules of the land. The freedom enjoyed by the habit inhabitants of Summer Isle is enviable, sure, but also dangerous. Quite a few of the people involved in the making of this film think of it, think of it as the best thing they've ever done. This includes Christopher Lee. That's right. See, told you, do that. And he made a ton of very cool heavy, <laughs> and he made a ton of very cool heavy metal albums. That's true. Christopher Lee, late in life, this is a man who fought in World War II, was a was a was a spy. And once told Peter Jackson that the uh, sound of a man being stabbed with a knife in Lord of the Rings was inaccurate. And he would know because he had witnessed it or done it himself in World War II, but would not elaborate and talk about it further. That's the type of guy Christopher Lee is. And he says the Wicker Man was the best thing that he had ever done. Um. The acting is fantastic, the music is otherworldly, and the photography is breathtaking. I have only touched on a few of the many topics the film covers as well. So what in God's green earth made people say, hey, let's have another go? Tortured, misunderstood. I love this. I like, this is what I do when I write. I used to do, if you go on my website, go on the Frumus page, frumus.com dash blog. I'll put the link here. I've done a bunch of, I've written a couple of things in, in my time. And uh, I like to do the same thing. I like to do these sort of like chapters with titles. I, I think it's a really great way to structure my my writing when I attempt to write. And let me pull that up for you. So there we go. The last thing I did was over a year ago. It's a analysis of the last Skywalker. I was I was uh, very forgiving. I think uh, I think I would have changed my opinion at this point. Oh come on! Why is this giving me so much trouble? I just want to go to my blag. There we go. Here we go. If you want to explore some similar styles of writing, there it is. It's right there in the might go to my blag. You can read about some stuff. Christopher Lee was a effing awesome human being. He sure was, man. He sure was. He was the cat's meow. Tortured and misunderstood. I've been doing this gig long enough to know that you can tell a lot about a film by how hard it is to come by. I lost my DVD of the Wicker Man remake during a move, and it took me two full days to find a way to rewatch it legally in order to write this article. Refuse at the time absolutely thrashed it, and a couple of scenes have even made it to meme status. That's right, the, the bees, not the bees. The Razzies of the internet, if you will. I like that. The Razzies of the internet is meme status. If you, that's not true, though, because some there are some really regaled, revered things that also become memes. So I, I wouldn't say that's quite... That's quite the truth. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I can see why. The acting is atrocious. I All right, so right there, I disagree. I haven't rewatched him in years, but I guarantee you that Nicolas Cage gives a magnum performance because Nicolas Cage never gives a bad performance, no matter what the film is. Nicolas Cage is infallible. He's an infallible actor, meaning whatever he is doing, no matter how bad it is, he's doing something interesting. He's taking risks. He's being brave. Even when he's dialing it in, he's still doing something. Case in point, 
Go see a score to settle. That's right. I told you, I watch every Nicholas movie, every Nicholas Cage movie that I can get my hands on, even the direct video ones. A score to settle from 2019. Pure garbage. But Nicholas Cage, smoking, taking risks. He's got to execute this guy in a in a meat, in a meat where in a in a slaughterhouse or whatever. And he's chewing on a slim jim. And you know that the director didn't say, here, Nicholas Cage, chew on the slim jim while you while you blow this guy away. Nicholas Cage was like, hey, uh, what if my character uh, is just chewing on a stick of meat uh, as I'm in a slaughterhouse? As, as if to symbolize uh, the, 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 the consumption of meat. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You know Nicholas Cage went there. So check out a score to settle if you haven't seen it. I didn't ruin anything for you. It's, uh, it's Room. Like, you know, The Room with, uh, what's his face? Uh, Tommy was so It's like that quality, uh, but it's still freaking great. So, so there you go. And I can see why the acting is atrocious. Boo. That's not true. You sometimes can't tell when the characters are supposed to be feeling. And other times you're left wondering what the director must have said to them in order to generate such a laughable performance, particularly from such a great cast. The dialogue is not much better, only slightly edging out M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening, but not by much. All of this to thread the exact same plot. At least that's what I remember of it and what reviews of it at the time say. But upon revisiting the film, I could see that while it does hit certain beats, there are vast, there are very major changes to, cl- to key pop. Let me take that sentence again. Ready, 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 ready. The dialogue is not much better, only slightly edging out M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening, but not by much. And all of this to thread the exact same plot. At least that's what I remember of it and what reviews of the time say. But upon revisiting this film, I could see that while it does hit certain beats, there are vast major changes to key plot points to a degree where you could argue that this iteration of The Wicker Man has very little to do with its origins. Um. Sharp says, I love adaptation with Meryl Streep and Swampy Orchard Hunter guy. Sharp, I have a confession. Now, I've seen probably 43 Nicolas Cage films. I have not yet watched an adaptation. I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. There are 121 Nicolas Cage films as of this moment, as I speak to you, that have been released. And that's not including the slate of films that have yet to come, because that dude never stops working. That's why I love Nicolas Cage. He even said in an interview once, he said, in any other profession, it's honorable to want to work frequently. Why is it so bad to do that as an actor? And another thing to consider, too, about Nicolas Cage, say what you want about Nicolas Cage. That man has only done three sequels. Ghost, he did Ghost Rider. He did National Treasure. And he did The Croods. Those are the only times in 121 films where Nicolas Cage repeats a character. Can't say that about Tom Cruise. Can't say that about a lot of other actors. That's why Nicolas Cage is the best. Academy Award-winning Nicolas Cage, I should say. Nicolas Cage, underrated actor, except Rue, he's not. He's won an Academy Award. Not all of his films blow out box offices, but he always puts his best foot forward, thespian. Yeah, but Rue, he also will like look at the box office action holy trinity of the 90s. He starred. In Face Off, he starred in Con Air, and he starred in um, The Rock, okay? 
three of the biggest action films in the 90s. I mean, the dude is just, he's a juggernaut. I'm dying. I got to see adaptation. I really do. I really do. It's a shame I have not seen it yet. It's on my shame list, but a shame list is not to shame. A shame list is to say, it's a shame that you have not seen it yet and that you should. The devil is in the details. First off, I have to admit that as a character, I like Cage's Edward Mollis more than Edward Woodward's Neil Howie. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, don't kill me. I said character. As far as performances go, Woodward's portrayal is a masterclass in acting while Cage's isn't. But I find Howie to be too one-dimensional. Okay, so look, if you find a character to be too one-dimensional, how is it going to beat out Nicolas Cage? I remember Nicolas Cage in this movie, and he is anything but one-dimensional. He's got lots of dimensions going. And he's cut, he, like, look at him here. He's, he's literally going, how did it get burned? How did it get burned? How did it get burned? He is so frantic to find his daughter or to find the little girl that he just, um, the anxiety consumes him. I mean, it's a, there's a lot going on with Nicolas Cage's performance in the Wicker Man remake. Um, Valley Girl and Raising Arizona. Do you know what his inspiration for Raising Arizona was? It was the, what's it called? It was Woody Woodpecker. Woody, that's that's who Nicolas Cage is doing. Nicolas Cage is channeling Woody Woodpecker in Raising Arizona. And yes, he is great in Valley Girl. I'm going to have to wrap this up because my daughter is awake and crying upstairs. Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I got to go back upstairs. Ah! Uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, I got, got a couple minutes before I go. Um <sighs> Well, Howie's Puritanism, and how can you compare the two? I know that, see, this is the problem. When you have something that's the same, it gets compared. While Howie's uh, Puritanism, Puritan? I can't say that word. While Howie's devoutness is captivating, I find the PTSD exhibited by Cage's malice a much less traveled path. Having witnessed and perhaps even caused an accident that killed a little girl and her mother, uh, Malice is plagued by depression and hallucinations, lack of motivation, and a myriad of other maladies. Though sloppily executed in parts, this trait allowed an element of complexity to Malice's character that just wasn't present, present in Good Boy Howie. That's right. Howie in the original is, is a one-dimensional construct of, as he said, like chastity via Christianity. And, you know, Nicholas Cage just has so much more, you know, going on. Thanks for joining us, Sharp. Hope you'll tune in next time. You can subscribe anytime. Please do. Uh, it's also worth remembering that while Howie was only sent as a policeman to Summer Isle on an anonymous tip, Malice was asked to go to Summer Isle. Yes, they're spelt differently by his ex-fiance. Not only that, but the girl who is missing turned out to be his daughter. As a viewer, the much higher stakes in the remake created a very strong bond with the main character that just isn't there in the original. While I kept thinking that Woodward was kind, kind of had it coming because he was intruding on someone else's private affairs. I felt totally on board with Cage's incredible rampage while looking for his daughter. Really seeing Cage go full Cage is worth the price admission to this film by itself. And on that very, but by that very lowest common denominator, you should like this movie. If, if nothing else, just to see Cage go full Cage. Because he goes, he gets really kooky in this film. And it's great. I mean, he, he like, he's wearing a bear costume and he's like, like, like karate, karate chopping, karate kicking people. It's nuts. 
Um, there is a change to one of the main subplots from the pointlessness of religion to the abuse of the patriarchy. In this respect, I think the Wicker Man remake is actually quite ahead of its time. Again, the execution is all over the place, but a cult of ritualistic, murderous matriarchs who take revenge against men and their oppression of women is quite forward-thinking for the mid-2000s. I couldn't agree more. The lesser evil. Look, I'm not trying to say that the remake is better than the original. It's not. But it's also not as bad as we want to remember it from the memes. If there was an opposite expression to seeing something through rose-tinted glasses, I'd use it to describe how we think about Cage's The Wicker Man. Our memories of the film have aged much, much worse than the film itself. I like I like that take on it. See, I, I agree with our our guy here who wrote this. I think he I think he's right, man. I think he's right. Um, while undoubtedly flawed, the main character's higher stakes in the film's interesting use of modern themes such as PTSD and women's oppression make for a surprisingly enjoyable experience, one that remains relevant today. The best part, every single copy I was able to find has edited out the bees. <sighs> well, that's stupid. All I want is bees. All I want is bees. I'm curious about the streaming platform. StreamYard platform, any chance it's free. It is free. That's right. I use a free account. Anybody can do what I'm doing. All you got to do is pick up a microphone, start a YouTube channel, and go to town. That's what I'm doing right now, right here. Exactly. Full cage. Um, so that's it. That's all I really got to say. Here's a one comment. The entire film rests on cage hysterical in the sexist terminology and expressionistic performance. You can't justifiably praise everything around him while continuing to misunderstand his, his anti-naturalistic performance. Now, that's exactly what Cage is doing. Cage is absolutely doing an anti-naturalistic performing style. I've never been able to put that into words. He calls his acting style Western Kabuki, okay, uh, which is kind of like uh, he's also – or sorry, shamanistic nouveau. He very much is about um, – uh, German expressionalism in, in, in over-exaggeration form of acting that you don't really get to see very much with, you know, dialogue. That's the thing. You're over-expressing because you can't use your words to talk, okay? And Nicolas Cage is not only going into these potentially hazardous waters, but he's doing so with dialogue, which is, could you imagine the challenge? And sometimes he can be rather subtle. You know, it's a, it's like having a nuclear weapon. It's like, you know what it's like? Here's, I think this is the perfect example of Nicolas Cage's acting style. And I think that this, this will really, really put what, it, what, what Britta in her comment says right here. She says, again, she says the entire film uh, rests on, Nick, on Cage's hysterical in the sexist terminology, in the sexist terminology, an expressionistic performance. Here, she says... She says, he says, whoever, you can't justifiably praise everything around him while continuing to misunderstand his anti-naturalistic performing style. His work is the entire reason this film is remembered and probably a big reason why it was unfairly dismissed. His work is intentional, extreme, and fitting to the themes of the film, even if it isn't realistic. Now, now here's how I would describe Nicolas Cage's acting style. It's like a Ghostbuster proton pack. A, uh, what is a proton pack? Um, a proton pack is like um, it's like a unlicensed, unregistered nuclear nuclear weapon on the back of these Ghostbusters. But what is it doing? It's firing a stream of pure beam energy uh, at whatever it's trying to hit. Usually, something that's apparitional, a, a ghost, 
made out of protoplasm. So you're taking this thing that's capable of great power and trying to focus it into a steady beam and shooting it out at whatever without destroying it. But what is, I mean, you're shooting nuclear energy and that's what Nicholas Cage is. He is a proton pack firing a beam of pure energy at the audience every time. And sometimes he brutalizes and sometimes he does it. I've also said this. I've said that Nicolas Cage is like tofu. You know, he's going to taste like whatever you season him with. And usually I think it falls down to the director and how the director is able to wrangle him and what the how the director is kind of like the spout, the nozzle, the small tip nozzle of that protein stream proton stream, protein stream, proton stream, you know, trying to focus this amazing amount of energy into whatever the vision is by the director, right? How do you do that? And for that reason, maybe like, maybe it's, you can't fault Nicolas Cage. You have to fault the director and the editor, not knowing what to do with the, the sheer magnetism, the, the sheer, like, like force of nature that is Nicolas Cage. So with that, I'm Jeff. This is The Jeff Show. Please like, comment, subscribe to my channel. Um, I'm coming back tonight to do uh, the Lodi Show. Or we, we, it's my Misfits podcast show, Streaming Evil Live. We're going we're gonna to talk about a topic. I'm not going to say what it is. Um, it's something that we haven't discussed yet. And um, yeah, today was a crazy day. And sorry for the, the crappy beginning. So see you around, Rue. That's right. Sharp says, true, he's a nuclear nuclear Nick. I like that, nuclear Nick, when he goes nuclear. I know you will, Rue. You're always there. And for that, I appreciate you. You're like my, you're, you're my, you, you may never come on the show. Goodbye, Sharpie. Sharp. Um, you may never come on the show, Rue, but you, you're always there in the comment section, leaving comments. And, 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 and I appreciate you for it. I truly do. So, holy daddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm just making sure I hit all the comments. All right. As always, peace and...